Hello and welcome to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball. Uh, last night we had the final game of the season, um, game six in the NBA Finals. Game five of the NBA Finals. Game five. Yeah. I guess I could start recording again, but I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> no, we're too far in now. Too far in, 20 seconds. Let's just go for it. Yeah. Yeah, actually game five of the NBA Finals. Um with the Nuggets clinching the title. Um, so we're going to react a bit to the stats and uh, how the NBA, the NBA Finals and um, generally how the season went and what it means for this landscape of the league. <laughs> that was very dramatic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in the end, the Nuggets have kind of well, won it fairly comfortably, didn't they, really? The finals, it was 4-1 um, is, like, not really that close. I mean, that, although I think it was a bit more competitive than the 4-1 suggests. Like, that final game, they were the Heat were very much in it. Um, it was scrappy, but it was... The Nuggets really didn't play well for most of the finals and still won fairly comfortably, which I think kind of speaks to just how much better they are. Yeah, that's where I was at too. Is like I think the gap between the two teams is basically, as everyone knew before the finals, like they were the biggest favourite in 20 years or something. Um, just an absolutely huge chasm between them. Basically, the one game they won was when they shot nearly 50% from three, Miami. And even then, Jamal Murray nearly sent it to overtime. Like, right at the buzzer. And I think... In some ways, the Lakers series was closer, even though that was a sweep. I know what you mean, is like the Heat always... They didn't get like massively blown out in any of the games. But it was based like they needed to have... Hit all their threes, and Butler yeah. was amazing. Which... And then they probably win. Which I yeah. guess is what happened for them for the rest of the playoffs. It's kind of yeah, how they, they got there. They basically didn't have normal shooting games from three. They're like, when they lost, they'd lose quite often because they didn't make any threes. And then they'd yeah. make all of them in one game and win the game. It's yeah. like a good allocation of point scoring. They're not wasting scoring points on losses. Don't want to, don't want to worry about scoring points when you lose the game. It's a waste. Yeah, um, but it was it, it wasn't exactly a classic finals. Let's be honest. Um, they they only made it into triple figures once as well. The Heat, which is partly like Denver's defense was great, and this Miami team like all year it was like, is their offense like really? And then it turned out actually like they obviously did had an incredible run, historic run for them too. But when it like they got to the finals, basically all the issues that we kind of thought were there with that team, it turned out were there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't really take anything away from the Heat, though, can you? I mean, they weren't expected to be anywhere near that position. And it's... I mean, it's definitely, like, a bit of a successful season for them. Uh, anyway. As I said, they they work may well. I mean, they're probably going to go and try and get another star now, and um, this is certainly not going to hurt their chances of getting one. 
Um, yeah, and it, it does leave them in a weird spot, doesn't it? Because it's like, I know what you mean. It's like, well, they, they should go for another star now. Um, but then you kind of get inside. We just made the final. Should we be like tearing our team apart? It's like, probably yes. Yeah. I mean, they've they've got picks, haven't they? Some. A few picks. Some. Um, and I guess I don't know. Maybe they trade Hero. It's like he doesn't. Defensively, he's not great anyway. Doesn't. If if he was fit, I don't know if he would have necessarily like improved their chances that much uh, in this postseason. No, I, I don't think he would have done massively, weirdly. Like, for their second-highest scorer, or, I don't know, it was close between him and Bam. But, like, so his off-the-dribble stuff helps a bit. But then you wouldn't want to take the ball out of Butler and Bam's hands that much anyway. So it's like, would he then be an off-ball shooter? And, like, they've already got off-ball shooters who aren't great defenders anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so you can't, like, I don't know what he would have done. And, and he's he's probably got some trade value, given like the numbers he's put up as a scorer. So maybe package him with some picks. And um, don't know some of these undrafted guys that have like you know obviously contributed massively. Maybe a lot of teams might be interested. Some of them as well as like maybe add some value into a trade package. Um, but more than anything, it's probably about if a star really wants to go to Miami, is how they're going to get it on, isn't it? You know, someone tries to force their way out specifically to go to Miami, which could happen. It wouldn't be the worst decision if you were a star, would it? No. I think, like, I mean, Lillard is obviously going to be the biggest one that's talked about a lot. And, I mean, if I was Lillard and wanting to leave, I mean, I... The trouble is, someone will be able to outbid them, but then you get into, like, if he said, I want to go specifically to Miami, would yeah. Portland go against what their greatest ever, like, their franchise greatest ever player wants? Like, exactly. yeah. If I was Damian Lillard, like, I've probably got a year or two left to try and win a title. I think Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo might be quite good guys to try and do it with. That seems like yeah. a good idea to me. In terms of, like, fits and, like... Yeah, places where you could possibly go. That's probably one of the better options uh, at this point. I mean, make the finals again as well with that group. I mean, well, not not quite the same group, but Butler and Bam, particularly second finals appearance. In a, what is it? Four seasons or three seasons? Four. Four. Uh, but yeah, so that yeah they are. They've made themselves into like oh, what's going on here. Like earlier in the season, regular season was. Are they going to fall away? Should they just like you know go into a rebuild? Into now, like probably one of the preferred destinations for a lot of a lot of players in the league, including role players to fill out if they do get a third star. Yeah. Um, there's kind of again, it feels like every year with the NBA we have another like another nail in the regular season coffin for like trying to predict the playoffs. So I know the number one seed in the West just won the title, but their end of the regular season was like getting people a bit panicked and oh no, yeah. their defense has died again. And they, 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 went, they played about 500, didn't they, for about six weeks, I think, roughly. 
something like yeah. that. And it was like, oh no, it turned out they just like switched off. And my because yeah, I, just... I guess by that point they were like in such a strong position anyway. They were going to have one of the top seeds in the West. Later, they basically had the one seed like tied up, didn't they? But they, it, they yeah. obviously wasn't mathematically tied up by that point. But they were miles ahead. Yeah, I think really the Nuggets somehow it feels like to a degree they've gone under the radar well I think like before the season they're one of my favourites the title I mean basically since the Gordon trade when they're like four main guys have been fit they've been like the best team in the league by like a distance it's just there's not been very long when that has been the case and this has been really like the first like full season where they've had that and even that is like the f- first season of Murray coming back off his um, ACL. Was ACL. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't think it should be particularly surprising. And they've kind of shown, haven't they? They've, they've almost not really broken a sweat to um, win this championship. They've kind of breezed past. I mean, 16-4 and four is huge. And... So the other thing is they had their four, and even since they did the Gordon trade, they've then added, well, last off-season, they got Bruce Brown and Catavius Caldwell-Pope, basically like two of the best. If you've got stars, particularly more so Brown, Caldwell-Pope's just like a great fifth guy to have in your starting five, as we saw when he won with the Lakers. And they added two of these guys that are like, bring exactly what they need. Yeah, they were the perfect fits, really, weren't they? Like, like Aaron Gordon was the perfect fit when they did that trade. And then they drafted Christian Brown, who was another guy that's like, he's going to play really hard. The thing when your stars shoot, or with Jokic, is not so much just the shooting, it's just you have to guard him because of the passing, is your role, you suddenly have way more options with your role players. Yeah. So like some of those guys, like a Bruce Brown, I mean, I'd, you'd still probably try and put Bruce Brown next to Yanis because I think Bruce Brown does so much. But, like, he's not as good a fit next to Yanis because you get into the spacing stuff a little bit. The thing with Jokic and Murray is, like, and obviously Porter too, is although they, you don't really need extra shooting with them that much. No, you, your role players don't necessarily need to be shooters. Because those three alone are the offense. Like, the other guys just, like, dunk the ball occasionally and guard the hell out of everyone. That's it. Yeah. yeah Makes team that... construction easier. Makes it a lot easier. Yeah, and it it really is like the perfectly constructed team. I think. I mean, I said Jokic kind of makes all of that so much easier because he can do everything. You don't need to then really balance it around him particularly. Like you could you could put a lot of players with Jokic and it would work. And Murray is just like awesome, isn't he? Like he's just really really awesome. Kind of got forgotten about while he was injured, as can happen to people. Yeah. Basically, he had the breakout in the bubble, and then he was good at the start of the next year for a bit. And then he's out. But he, he has phases in the regular season where he drifts for a while. But when it matters, he is he's had loads of playoff performances. There's guys who are supposedly way bigger stars than him and definitely bigger names. And he's already got a playoff like record better than all of them. Yeah. Like he's, he's only 26. Yeah. He's 26. Jokic is 28. I think Gordon might be 28, Porter's 
twenty. Uh, Gordon's still only twenty-seven, and Porter is just about to turn twenty-five. So that caught, and they've got them all tied down, haven't they, for the next couple of years at least? I think, yeah. But so that they caught. I've obviously the discussion always every year. It feels like there's, and there's usually quite a few people saying. Oh yeah, this team could uh, you know could start a dynasty or could win a few. And I think this is like the first team in a while where that is actually the case. I mean, we've had five different champions in the last five seasons. I'd say most. I guess the Bucks. I think you you would have expected to be. I mean, they've had obviously this postseason went very wrong for them. Andrew Cooper getting injured at the start, but they're they're the only other one over the last few years, I'd say that you could really say that about, like you would expect them to carry on being like right at the top of your list of contenders. Even with them, just to like interrupt quickly, even with them, their core was all older than this. Yeah. Like considerably older. And then like injury happens, Middleton, as I kept it older. And so there's injury risks, obviously Porter probably being the biggest one with these guys, but they're so young still. Yeah, yeah. so you, you can afford to... I mean, like they kind of have. It feels like if you didn't have the Murray injury, we would have... last couple of years, we may have seen them in the finals. Um, so it's like they've, they've already lost a couple of years to injury, and with them being younger, I guess you can afford to then... I mean, you, you don't want it to happen, but you do end up... One of them gets injured, you end up losing another year. It's like... It's not the end of the road, is it? They've still got plenty of time um, to get back there. And, I mean, if, if they are all fit, I think they are, well, they've got to be favourites. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, I mean, we spoke about a lot in other sports too, is like we very quickly go to the dynasty stuff. Anyone wins a title, it's like, oh, but they're going to win next year, aren't they? It's like, well, no. Teams don't actually win back to back very often in any sport. So the most likely outcome is they won't. But in this case, the chances are, well, of them, let's say of them being in the Western Conference Finals are like really, really good compared to with other teams where like, okay, they're all old. The likelihood that one of them's injured is way higher. Yeah. Because the thing with Denver is like, okay, Jamal Murray unfortunately did his ACL late in a game when they were up by loads of points, or down by, I can't remember, but the game was like a blowout, wasn't it, when he got hurt? But it's not like they then have Jokic misses like a month here, a month there, or, or Murray's always getting hurt. It's not like there's... Porter's the one way is the injury risk, like the rolling injury risk. Yeah. But there's some teams where it's like, oh, well, if they're healthy, it's like, yeah, like, I don't know, the Clippers, maybe, or the Nets, when they had yeah. their big three. So, or if they're all healthy, yeah, well, I don't care if they're all healthy. They're never all healthy, so it doesn't mean anything. No, yeah, with this, apart from Porter, it's really just been that one big injury. And they got so unlucky because it happened late in the year. It took two yeah. post-seasons. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, they were look they were rolling and looking like, well, two years ago, looking like, okay, they're, they're going to be difficult to stop at that point. And we've only really finally seen the realisation of it. Um, and, I mean... Again, Murray's first year back from an ACL, like next year, 
you'd expect him to be even better. I mean, guys aren't usually meant to be that good in their first year back from that injury. So, um. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and I mean, Porter also actually, he played well in game five, but he had like a really rough finals. Yeah, he, he shoot, couldn't shoot. Like, I mean, as well, well for the, it's a, basically a 40% free point shooter, isn't he, generally? In the regular season, and basically couldn't hit a jump shot at all. He could barely hit the rim. Yeah, and it kind of shows. And then even with that, how, it's like you feel like this this team is so good when they're like all right that they've got like that much margin for error. So like they still like breezed through it, really. What with, would be like? Sorry, but I was just going to say with with that. That shooting for Porter, as well as, I mean, a couple of games. Well, there was which game was it? Game was it game. Was it game three, or game four, with the the Murray Jokic one. Oh, that was three with the two thirty points yeah. doubles. So like like that, they had they had a game where none of the role players like really turned up. Like none of them hit their shots. So Murray and Jokic had to do it all. And then you had Aaron Gordon, wasn't it, in the last game? Game five. Game four, he had 27. Game five. Oh, yeah, game five was... Yeah, I'm getting, getting messed up. But yeah, game four, you had Aaron Gordon then turning up when they just... Well, after the Murray Jokic game, they basically threw everything at those two. Well, that was the beauty of that trade with Gordon. Was, so like, he was like this, could he be a star like player with the magic high yeah. draft pick all these great physical attributes and he can actually do like a bit of everything and then like they just they took him when he was on a contract that was like a role player cost and just put him in this role player position which like he is this absolutely perfect lead defender and finishes plays offensively but also can kind of make plays for others occasionally yeah. Can like shoot a bit, like isn't a complete non-shooter as well. Yeah, even if they don't treat him like a shooter, he does occasionally knock down like three or four. Yeah, and if, like we're saying, if you have their their normal offense and then you get that from him or from Bruce Brown, it's the beauty of their three homegrown guys is the fact that your role players don't have to be shooters, and it makes the team construction thing so much easier. Like all the questions, and I wanted it too like can you actually win with like Jokic as your defensive centre and all of them have got better defensively is a big part of it but I think of someone like Doncic where we look at a role player for him and it's like they have to be able to shoot threes pretty much they either need to be a rim running guy who can protect the rim as well or they need to be proper 3 and D wings which are like really really hard to get you can't and you don't you need like multiple of them with him sort of Um, and then with this Denver team is that well actually you know, we, just, we don't even need to worry too much we don't need a complete player next to them we don't need no. someone who all the shooting and all the defending so yeah you, you, you can almost get although at the same time everyone can do a bit of stuff they can do a bit of everything but usually like they have all have their main strength I guess like Gordon obviously being a great defender and the, well and the dunker then for Jokic or Murray's passes, and then Porter being a, like a 
incredible shooter and a great rebounder, but then can also do some other stuff. Yeah. Like, is now actually an okay defender. Um, and big. Sometimes made better than that. Yeah. Underrated part of this Denver team. Basketball, being big, helpful, turns out. I mean, being good at basketball and big is obviously kind of the main thing. But, like, some of this series, I mean, a lot of the Aaron Gordon stuff was just like, well, he's there. He's the sort of guy in the front court where you, you're not too worried about him. It's also like he's an absolute physical monster. And Miami's small. Miami's really, really small. Yeah. Like they, they played Kevin Love for bits, like, and that was sort of fine at points, and other times it really wasn't. But it's like you end up with people who are just too small against them, and it meant on the boards as well. They've got like three guys who are like center size compared to other teams. I mean, Porter's obviously not that build, but he's really really tall yeah and Gordon is just built like centers he's basically built like Bam yeah a lot of teams would have Gordon as a center I mean he could do that really couldn't he yeah if you but he did briefly in this series didn't he yeah times um the one piece that they're likely to lose is Bruce Brown has got player option which you assume he's not going to take after like this season he's had and yeah I think his stock has risen quite a lot um, so I think that I think he's got a player option for 6.8 million dollars yeah so you imagine he's going to opt out and I think they've then got at least one more year of Caldwell Pope so their starting five should still be untouched Christian Brown I guess you hope will more of a step up. Take some of the other brown minutes. Yeah. But then also, they did that trade during the finals. <laughs> you don't see. Yeah. Was that when they, was that when they went 2-1 up or 3-1 up? It was announced. Yeah, it was strange timing for a trade. It was almost like weird, wasn't it? It was. If you've not got bigger things to worry about right now. <laughs> yeah. But it was almost like, okay, now like we've won this. In a way, it was almost... I mean, everyone saw them as the massive favourites at that point as well. But it did seem a bit of the timing of it, a bit like almost, well, I guess confident is the uh, nice way of putting it. Yeah. It was like, okay, this is this is over. How do we do it again next year already? Um, and didn't they, so what was it? They swapped some draft picks. They swapped a future pick, didn't they, for a couple of, like, to get some extra draft picks for this year. Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, basically the idea is get some more Christian Browns in the draft to um, fill in around the main guys. Yeah. Because um, they, they're all, all these guys are on big money, so that is going to be their thing of keeping it going is manage to uh, like keep um, getting guys like off the bench that can actually contribute, so they're not gonna, not going to have any money to give anyone. Yeah, that's going to be the challenge now. Um, it, what I'm really interested to see is so we saw what Jokic did in the regular season without Murray. I wonder. We've quite often seen teams they get their title or they get close to it and miss. 
however it works out. And then they go, oh yeah, the regular season doesn't matter. Yeah. Jokic plays all the time. And I, I'm really interested in like how much they keep pushing with that. Because like, he's, like we said, he's not like a fitness risk. He doesn't get injured. But also, are they now going to do the Jokic actually plays like 65 regular season games? And like Porter just like don't even play him in the regular season? I mean, he played 69 this year. That was because they got... I suppose that's the thing, is if they can get a big lead again, you can get back. Yeah, into. maybe they'll do more of that. It'll be like, yeah, all the guys will play first half of the season. And when they've got the big lead, they'll uh, ease off. Because we've seen it with other teams, and I just wonder whether they'll go that way. But they're also still younger than lots of those other teams when when they've started doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I mean, I can't see anyone in the West at the moment that is that should really like be close to them. Well, so partly because the teams that, again, as we had coming into these playoffs, where it's like it was almost like the parts of the standings were upside down, was all the veteran yeah. teams that have like title upside. It feels like aren't going to be pushing them in the regular season either. Like, say in some alternate universe the Clippers actually are all healthy or LeBron and AD are healthy and they kind of keep this group together they're not going to be trying to win 60 regular season games are they because they're going to be doing load management and trying to prevent injuries the same goes for the Warriors yeah exactly yeah like yeah no one else is going to necessarily be pushing the regular season that much um we don't know what's going to happen with Jar like Memphis would be one team like if they're healthy but Jar sounds like he might be missing maybe a lot of the regular season through another suspension. Um, Sacramento, but it's like, do we really think Sacramento are going to be better than the Nuggets over those two games? Feels unlikely. Yeah, I, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see what Sacramento do, but no, no, they're like not on the same level, are they? At this point in time. Um They've not. I guess they've not even got a good draft pick, have they, this year, Kings? No, because they were good. Whereas usually last year you'd be used to them. Okay, who's the next lottery, like lottery pick? Yeah, who's the next lottery pick they're going to get? Um. So yeah, oh, um, I feel like there's something else we need to cover. Um. Kyrie Irving randomly asking LeBron James to go to the Mavericks in a deal that is almost impossible for it to happen. Oh, I mean, we could talk about that. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know how much I want to talk about Kyrie Irving, I guess, but it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous that even became a story. Yeah. I, I mean, this, this gonna, the off-season's going to be interesting. There's a lot of things that could happen. There's going to be manoeuvring because, although it doesn't come in this year, Teams that've got committed money are going to try and move off it. So I think we could get some weird trades happening with teams trying to avoid the um, whatever they're calling it, the second apron. Yeah. In um, twenty four, maybe the Heat will be able to capitalise on that. Would yeah, Dame. Dame is the big uh, star move potential. Or like, I think we could get a cap trade. Um. The Jalen Brown situation is interesting in Boston. 
And then also, yeah. like, Milwaukee is Giannis's extension eligible again. And they've got, like, Lopez and Middleton as free agents. Feels sort of significant, seeing as they were the title favourites, like, a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, off the back of a first-round exit, is, like, is a... Um... Slightly alarm bells in Milwaukee, I guess. And a lot of new coaches as well, actually. A lot of, um, well, supposedly contending teams will have new coaches. So, yeah, I mean, it could see changes in playing style and it's kind of how that all fits together as the season goes on next year. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we got Chris Paul and DeAndre and whatever happens with the Suns. Um, yeah, there's there's like a lot to happen this off season. Yeah, and the draft is only soon. It's later this month, isn't it? Yeah, I think. So yeah, I mean we yeah, I guess we will uh, when we leave it there and we'll come back and talk about yeah all of that when that happens. So yeah, everyone have a have a good off season. <laughs> And uh, we will be back in your ears soon. Bye. Bye.